The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Intentional Spirit. As I love to say each and every week, while thank you for being awake and thank you for being intentional, there's a big difference between someone that's intentional and somebody that creates uh, goals or you know resolutions and those kind of things. We find often people get a couple of months into either one of those and the first thing comes up that gets in the way and they stop. An intentional spirit keeps going, has a clear laser focus and does not allow external things to hold them back in any way. And we're talking to a mover and shaker today, Dr. Jana Thatch. She is someone that had a child and decided things needed to look different for girls and for women. And so Jana, welcome to our show today. I've been very excited to, to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. I've been looking forward to this as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. So tell us about you. We have listeners from all over the world, by the way. Um, Most of them are motivated of uh, stories of being a difference maker, and that's obviously exactly what you are. But how did you, how did your life evolve that then here you are and now you're a a well-known and becoming more and more well-known as an author? Um, You know, well, writing was always a passion of mine. It was always an outlet for me, and it was a great way for me to express myself. Um, And along my journey of life, I uh, tried other things. I became a physical therapist, but my passion always went back to writing. And it was the birth of my children that really ignited, reignited that passion. And um, so I started writing blogs, and I just kept up with my craft, and When I had my oldest son, I thought to myself, you know, I would really love to write a children's book. And um, it wasn't until I have four children, and it wasn't until the birth of my daughter, my third child, that um, I really started, you know, my view of the world really changed. I started thinking very differently about um, women, um, who she was going to be, who she would emulate, um, who she wanted to be like. And um, 
so while while you know she was in my belly i was i had this internal dialogue of you know um really being mindful of who i would want her to grow up to be and you know not kind of filled with all the thoughts that come with you know being on social media and what's out there in front of our children's faces i really wanted her to have a strong foundation and when she was born she kind of that really came through in her own spirit um she didn't want to wear superhero. Uh, she didn't want to wear um, girl dresses. She wanted to wear superhero clothing all the time. And uh, one day she wore her brother's hockey equipment, and she um, posed in front of me and said, "Mom, I'm this um, super strong superhero." And I real and I thought, "My goodness, she looks so beautiful." Then I kind of chuckled to myself because I thought, "Well, you know, typically you don't think a little girl looks." beautiful in superhero clothing um, and hockey equipment. Um, but I realized that I was, you know, seeing her for who she was on the inside, and I really wanted to foster that. I really wanted to help her grow with those thoughts. I thought it was a very powerful message that, you know, she felt beautiful when she felt strong and powerful. And as a female, as a woman one day, you know, those do not have to be opposing forces that we always think that they should be. Um, and then the poem kind of came to me and the book came to me and it's been like that ever since. And what age was she at the time? She was about three or four when she, um, started to, you know, if it was princess day at camp, she wouldn't, she wasn't your typical princess. She was Ray from star Wars. You know, she was this fierce little warrior that wanted to conquer the world and, she wanted to be present, and she wanted to be powerful, and she wanted to have her own voice. And I love that about her. And I thought, you know what, I think that's a really great message, and I think a lot of children should, um, a lot of young girls feel that way as well. And, you know, I really wanted to put that out there for everyone to hear it and see it and believe in it. Mm, absolutely. <clears throat> it's like she was giving you her soul, part of her soul path was to reveal this message to you um, so you could be part of that, part of that change. And I, I love that. Um, for me, I always um, disconnected from Barbie dolls, you know, oh. and even though it was, oh, everybody's got to have one. And, you know, I was raised in the 60s and oh, everybody has to have one. I didn't resonate to that look and that you know, those two or three experiences, <laughs> you know, back then. Absolutely. Uh, so it's so beautiful to see now. Um, how Barbie dolls are so many different things. And it just like, and you can start seeing it. I have a um, little girl who's four and um, she is, you know, she'll say, she's already trying to figure it out. I know that's a girl thing. No, that's a boy thing. And I say, honey, that's a person thing. You know, so it's a, it's an ongoing effort because we're coming off of, years of being stereotyped absolutely yes i mean it's 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 i think it's wonderful and it's very interesting that we're coming off of this gender bias where you know certain looks and certain colors are only designated to one gender or the other and i feel that it's it goes just beyond looks it goes beyond what we're able to do what we are called to do what we believe you know who we should be as females and and as males you know we think that all of that kind of needs to come down a little bit and 
even in the book, what inspired me was when she was probably about five, she said to me, you know, Mom, can I, I, I want to be the president one day. And I said, okay. And she said, but I don't know if I can be because I also want to be a mom and I want to have children. And I said, well, you know, the president's a dad and he has children, so why couldn't you be the president and be a mom as well? And she said, Okay, so it was kind of, you know, it was placed back on the table, but it was just really interesting to see that even as a five-year-old, she was already kind of thinking along the lines of what can I be when I grow up and, you know, what role will I, what role will I be able to fulfill as a, as a mom, as a wife, as a woman? What can I do? What are, um, what are my limitations? And I really wanted to point out to her that it was kind of limitless. You didn't have to be defined by that. It's that it's that languaging that continues to nudge forth a, an ever unfolding paradigm, and and people like yourself create a domino effect or offer a whole new you know possibility in which people can can think. And um, again, I mean, I I go back to my own uh, childhood. If you did want to express any kind of characteristics that were in the guy's world, and back then it was. Uh, it sounds so dated now, you know, it almost sounds like back with horses and carriages, but it wasn't quite that dated, but no. you know, you were tagged early on. You're a tomboy. That's what you are. You're just a tomboy. And, uh, you know, and these kind of things other than you're just being you and learning how to, you know, unfold and you like this and that for now, and you may long-term and you may not, or, you know, certain, we, I think we've have advanced a little bit with language and conversation, but those kind of things can impact people, you know, and, um, and that kind of thing. So it, it does make a difference. I know I am very mindful of that in my storytelling. I'm a storyteller. I would say that's what I am, a difference maker storyteller. And in front of the room, in front of hundreds of people and thousands and people listening in, I'm always looking at what stories are coming out. You know, and is it mutual, beneficial, or in, in harmony with people of all walks of life? Um, and I used to tell a story years ago uh, about a little boy, and you'll like this one. And um, and Jana, you can use it. And I can't tell you where I found it because I don't remember, but I've been telling it for years. There was a, a little boy that the first grade teacher asked the students, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And one little boy said, I want to be a doctor. And one um, little girl said, I, I want to be a nurse. And another little boy said, I want to um, have my own business. And, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then what I started adding was uh, a little girl said, I want to be the president of the United States. Mm. And I was doing that. I I'm quite confident pre-Hillary, you know, or whatever. But anyway, right. so, and that, you could hear the room go, what? You know, uh, you know, that space, that quiet. But I said, then the teacher got to Billy and said, Billy, you haven't said anything. What do you want to be? And he said, I just want to be, Miss Smith, I just want to be possible. And she oh, wow. said, well, I've never, I've never heard that before. And he said, well, my mom, she's always saying, Billy, you are so impossible and I just want to be possible. So I think that would make a great story in your talks and stuff like that. 
uh, and certainly changing the the genders or the career path or whatever. I've changed it many times, but in connection with what you're saying, I started that add-in of a little girl being a president of the United States because we need that uh, energy. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I for sure, even especially I, now, especially now. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. Yeah, especially where we are in the in the world. Um, you know, we could use a little feminine love and um, to come in and, you know, help calm things down a little bit. And uh, even when I read the book to um, to children, um, you know, it's, it's it never it, when I first read it, the very first time I read it and it came to the president part there were two little girls in the um, class that gasped. They were like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it wasn't – it didn't even register to them that that was a possibility for them. And, um, you know, it's still till, you know, I just read the book last night, and, you know, another couple little girls were like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. So it's, you know, I really love, you know, engaging in this conversation and – you know, allowing children to start to think different ways, different possibilities, like you said, to be like that one little boy, Billy, you know, who wanted to mm-hmm. be possible. You know, it's just, it, it, this comes from love. It comes from teaching and reinforcing self-love and, you know, what better way for children to learn how to do that than by letting them know that all of their amazing qualities, I, I think, are superpowers, and they're, they are what you're going to need to use one day to achieve your dreams. And whatever your dreams are, they're, they're valid and they're wonderful and they're possible and they're, and they're enough. You, you as a human being are enough. You're perfect just the way that you are. And I want children to really fall in love with themselves and get to know themselves. And I write the story, I write the poem from my daughter's voice because I want to give her a voice. I want to teach children how to advocate for themselves. Um, and I think that, you know, I teach them about kindness and, and not only just being kind to others but being kind to yourself because I don't feel that if you do not know how to be kind to yourself and you haven't received kindness towards yourself, it's it's hard to ask something of someone who doesn't know how to do that. And so it's kind of a little bit of bullying prevention, you know, a little bit of uh, prophylaxis with that, you know, so to speak, that you're kind of um, teaching someone how to engage in this process of behaving in a loving manner and the power of kindness, the power of talking and, and speaking to yourself kindly and that resonates with other people. And, you know, I was talking to children last night about it, that, you know, it's um, how you leave people, you know, how, who you are as a human being is, is the mark that you leave on people. And obviously this was a, an older group of children, but, you know, I truly believe that you can, it's not really about, it's not about what you're wearing or how cool you look or um, what, what clothes you're wearing or who you're hanging out with. What resonates with someone is your personality, is how you treat them, is how you treat yourself. And so I think it's really important that we teach children how to do that and that 
that's okay. I think even as adults, it's kind of hard to grasp the concept of self-love and being kind to ourselves and speaking to ourselves kindly. And um, it's harder to embrace that as you get older because your experiences are different and um, it's, it's less believable as you get older. But I think if we start that, you know, at a very young age, we're instilling these values of love and confidence and hopefully that that moves along as as they get older and become loving young adults who are confident and capable of making decisions and really learn how to use their voices in positive ways and supportive ways we're we're much better together when we're supporting and loving each other <clears throat> absolutely and and we certainly could benefit more from people like you that bring to the awareness to people that it really needs to look different. Um, the second leading cause of suicide death is suicide with ages 10 to 34. Mm-hmm. And that's appalling. And that's a movement that I'm a part of now with uh, Deepak Chopra and some other people. It's very important that we, you know, that we, we stop, we take a time out and going and saying, why do we continue to repeat the same patterns over and over and over again Um, with children being born? And as much as we have evolved in so many ways, we act as if we know nothing or very little. I mean, the truth is when the new generation of children are born to a parent, they're more evolved than the generation before. You agree with that, I'm sure. I mean, they, they're uh, they're changing in a new way. They have so much to offer. They have new ideas, a new way of looking at the world. And more often than not, parents, especially the insecure ones or those with their unresolved parenting issues with their own parents, they want to put them in a box. Mm-hmm. And they re- they either repeat the same patterns of their parents, which doesn't work, which is why they're in therapy for so long, or they want to take their child and mold their child to be what they didn't get to be when they were little. Absolutely. And that's a horrible mistake. I, I've seen it in even members of my family. Oh, I always wanted to play with a lot of toys. Oh, I always wanted to be on the baseball team and I didn't get to be it. Well, your son doesn't want to be it either. You're just not listening. And so it's all that that you're talking about of honoring that you are a superhero. And really my goal is to hold a space that you feel safe. I think that's well, and also the word nurturing is a big word for you because you're either born with nature, self-esteem or you're nurtured into it. Right. Um, but it's a child feeling safe. One time there were hundreds of people here for something and a child uh, went up on the stage and did a somersault and, and some controlling archetype said to me, are you okay with that? And I said, are you kidding me? That's like the best day I've ever lived as a leader, (laughs) as a leader that a child would feel safe to be able to do that and know that it was okay. Right. That's my best day. And it's true. like, that's what's lacking uh, in our society today. I agree. Those of you that are just tuning in, I'm talking with uh, Jana Thatch. And you can go to her website, Jana, 
J-A-I-N-A Thatch, T-H-A-T-C-H, JanaThatch.com. And she's got a lot of stuff going on in her website with her book. You want to get the book. She has a blog. Um, we definitely want to get behind this work because we want to stop every generation that we're at the same place. It must stop. And I think the suicide is cry out, a real cry out. It's a cry out to our humanity, first of all. It's appalling, uh, hard to believe, but yet at the time right now, it's really true. And I want to thank you for your part towards change. That's really empowering. Thank you. I, I, you know, speaking to those suicide rates, you know, I know amongst our young children, they have gone up with, you know, the internet and social media. And um, I think it's, it's very hard for our children who, you know, their minds are developing and, for lack of better words, they kind of just don't know better, right? And so they're mm-hmm. really fed a lot of information. And it's really interesting because, you know, when children have been asked, you know, how they feel after they're off of a uh, a, a tablet or a screen or a cell phone, and usually those, their feelings are a little more negative. And it's, and I say to children when I speak to them now, you know, it's, it's a lot harder for us as parents because when we were children, our our parents were our information. You know, my mom and my family were were essentially my Google. And you guys can hop on to anything and learn anything, and not all of it is true. And it's really scary that a lot of voices can influence your child and and how they think and what they believe and um, you know, my son will show me, um, oh, mom, look, I read this article. You know, this, this guy says that this is true. And, and you know, I have, to, I have to, you know, sit down with him. No, son, where did you get this? No, no, no. Um, let's talk about it. This isn't true. And so everything that you see on social media um, and on the Internet is not true. And so it really prompted me to have this, piece of information for my children, for my daughter to go back to, that you're wonderful fundamentally for who you are, and that's enough. And you do not need to listen to everything out there. You do not need to follow trends. You do not need to, you know, go with the crowd. If if in your heart and in your mind it's not the right thing to do, then it is not the right thing to do. And so I think these the children these days are going to have it a lot tougher, and, you know, they essentially need a little bit more of a tougher skin, which I think is, is, is very hard to put on our children. It's, it's, a, it's impossible. And um, I just want to come in and, and change that dialogue for them. I want to, you know, I, I, every time I read the book with them, we usually do an activity where we make superhero capes, and, you know, that's their vision board, so to speak. That's their um, what they're seeing right in front of their faces, all the wonderful things that they love to do and who they believe in themselves. They get to color these capes and they have a direct eyesight, a direct correlation, you know, um, writing it down from your mind onto something and seeing it and believing it, it becomes a reality. And who you are is is your reality and, and, and embrace that and cherish that. And that's really what I want. I want to change the, I want to change the world with that. I want to change mm-hmm. every child. I want every child to know that that they're wonderful and and beautiful and and go with that. Go with love. 
It's so powerful. It, it really is. And there, there's a school I would like for you to be aware of here and um, some other things. So we want this conversation to continue because I have some spaces that I can uh, play a part in being a catalyst of connecting you with some other things that are going on. So exciting. I love that on one of your blogs. It's from pretty dresses to president. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely. I I love that. Um, that empowerment part. Um, I, I notice it. There's a there's a, a child that's coming here and she just turned 12. And I noticed how somebody has started training her because this is her natural voice. But then if you say something to her or it was so good spending time with you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, you know, you're, it was a lot of fun today. Don't you think? Yes, it was. And that, that's another thing that, um, that is like unconscious to people. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's that, uh, I get the part of little boys don't cry and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I tell you, there's something very interesting about women, even leaders that, you know, and as a speaking coach, um, large, many years, uh, I don't know how many, but a long time, 25, 28 now, you know, the years go by, but anyway, it's been a long time. And I'm, I'm so baffled by when I see a, a strong woman in her aura and her essence and everything, and she stands in front of the room and she starts talking like this. And I mean, she can be a banker. She can be a warrior. Do you know what I mean? And she picks up the girl voice, the acceptance voice of that kind of thing. And I go, ugh, that is not the way to be, you know, an empowered sacred warrior woman. Uh, speak your voice like, you know, Tom, take out the trash. You don't say, Tom, Tom, could you take out the trash? Well, you could, but I don't think the trash would be taken out. Do you, Jenna? Um, no, not at all. I mean, you know, right. and I, I find it really interesting that even when, you know, people greet my daughter, it's so, um, you know, and and, it, and, it, and how they talk to her, it's it's just subconscious. They, they automatically mm -hmm. compliment my daughter for what she looks like, and mm -hmm. it drives me insane. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would even realize it as much if I didn't have boys. I'm a mom of three boys. She's my only daughter. And... Um, Every time someone says hello to one of my sons, they say, hi, you know, my oldest son's name is Luca. They'll say, hi, Luca, how are you? How's soccer going? I heard you scored a goal in the game the other day. And how's school? And um, how are your friends? And they, they, they speak to them more about who they are and what they are doing and what they are accomplishing. And when they talk to my daughter, they'll, they'll compliment her. They'll say, oh, I like, I like the pretty bow in your hair. Oh, look at your pretty little dress that yeah, you're wearing. Yeah, we definitely have to change that. We're having a good time talking to Jenna Thatch and appreciate all of you so much. And go to her website. And we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And oh, my goodness, we are having a great time. I know for me personally, we're talking about one of my greatest conversations is how we can create safe, how we can take our knowledge to create that natural vulnerability with children. It, it starts there. I, I'm mindful of a, of a statement that says when children are born and for a period of time, they are a question mark. Mommy, why do we do this? Teacher, why do we do that? Oh, well, how could I be the president? Oh, what could I be as a superhero? And by the time they come out of the school system, they are a period. Hmm. Oh, I can't be that period. Oh, well, as an artist, you don't make money, period. Oh, um, it's not okay for girls to do that, period. It's not safe for boys to do that, period. And that's part of my passion, um, as obviously it is you, Jana. I want to see... Yeah this stuff changing. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's 2020. Let's get on with it. Let's wake up and quit being pathetic. I mean, we owe it to ourselves to be, um, the masterminds of our own, of our own, of our own destiny. So thank all of you for tuning in. Please visit me at templehaze.com and also for courses like this. And I'm hoping one day Jana will be one of those people too. go to illy.org. It's the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International, but we call it illy.org. Obvious reasons. It's shorter and easier to remember. So Jana, here we are. You're on fire. Um, how? What age is your is your daughter now? My daughter is seven, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's so wonderful um, to get to see how this message is has transformed with her through the years. That you know, initially it started out, you know, um, I, it, about me being that mom of the daughter who didn't want to wear princess dresses and you know your typical little girl, and the, how it really transformed into this message of embracing, you know, your inner superhero and self-love and and really instilling these values so that they so that children of tomorrow become young confident adults and able to make good decisions and and feel confident in the decisions that they are making that they're able to speak for themselves and have a voice for themselves is really important for me. Absolutely and I back to the conversation that we were having about the languaging people use with your sons versus the language that you use with your daughter. I have a goddaughter, and um, she found me in our community about two years ago, uh, claimed me as her own, and we've been together ever since. And I, I kid wow. you not, it's a very mystical story. I am drawn to write a book about it because I've never lived through an experience like this, but it's like I've known her many, many lifetimes and we are just so connected. Uh, she just yeah. got back from a cruise yesterday, and she came by to see me. and And she said, uh, "Mama Temple, I I just want to hold your hand, and I want to hold your hand forever." Oh, you know. And and so the same thing with her is that when she's seeing hundreds of people here in the community, like on a Sunday or during the week or something. And they'll say, she's so cute and she's so that, or she's so beautiful. And I go inside and outside. I do something to shift that energy. It's not just all about that, people. 
you know, looks get you so far. <laughs> it's got to be a whole lot true. more than than that. She has she brings a whole lot more to the table. Or I'll yeah. start adding to the list to kind of ingrain in her mind. And she's brave, and she's talented, and she can dance. To just reflect that conversation of oh, you're cute, and that's really going to matter, or that's the only thing that matters. And um, I'm so glad you're addressing that. Um, for those of you that are listening to, of course you're listening or you're, you wouldn't be hearing me <laughs> for you <laughs> tuning in to Jane at Thatch, go to her website, but also go to her Facebook page. It's at my superhero mind. And I just did a post on there myself and claim myself as a fan there. <laughs> and Thank also, you. um, she's on other social media and you can find that from her website and it will take you right there. And that way you can engage in some of the conversations and keep them going. That's the whole thing. I, I love stimulating conversations, but for me, I'm like you, Jenna, I'm more about, and now what dot, 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 or Absolutely. now that you know this, what are you going to do about it? Please. After listening, don't treat your children the same way, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, please let us find a space for them uh, to create, uh, treat them as they deserve and honor them of what they have the possibility of becoming and always be willing that more than likely they're going to exceed you many times and get <laughs> over yourself and let that be okay. That could be your legacy. Absolutely. That's how and that's, I see And that's it. what we all want, right? We want our children to be, I mean, that's what I want as a parent. I want, I want my children to be better than me in every aspect that they possibly could. You know, I've, I've achieved everything I I would like to achieve and here are all of your possibilities and I want you to kind of I want you to go with it and run with it and really be who you are and embrace that. And I think what better way to do that to see that change in our children than to be that change ourselves. I realized that um my daughter used to mimic me a lot, more so than my sons and your story of your goddaughter that is your kindred spirit, I feel that way with, with my daughter. We're just two peas in a pod. And she truly is my best friend and was even at such a young age. And she would she was always right by my side doing everything I wanted to do. And I always wanted to be a writer. And I, here I am telling my children, follow your dreams, you know, reach for the stars. And I thought to myself, well, what better way to do that, to show them how to do that than by achieving my dreams by going after what I want, being being brave and confident within myself. You know, our children, um, they love to do what we do. And so if they see you doing it, they will mimic that behavior and, and, and want to be like you. And I think that's really important and something that, you know, we need to be a little bit more cognizant of is, you know, how we speak and how we act is, you know, essentially their guidelines for how they should speak and how they should act. And so um, it really inspired me to continue with this message. Oh, yeah. And and the difference to me and the energy in what you are sharing, it's like, I'm going to hold the space for you that you're not growing up in the same aquarium that I did. And you're not limited to the walls of the aquarium or how much water is in it. I'm going to take you even beyond the aquarium and I'm going to show you the ocean. Yeah. And here's the ocean and it's right in front of you and you can go forward. You can go to the right. You can go to the left. You can take a boat. You can do, you can do so many other things. And to me, that's the distinction is that 
there are sometimes in parenting, you know, people have children to keep the relationship together. Well, maybe that was your initial, but stop it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's a bit, or, or, or people, what I'm not hearing from you, and, and I'm just so thrilled about it, is I'm hearing from you, my daughter has her own superhero mind. And what I want to do is just be available that whatever her dreams and desires are, that I can be a catalyst to support that. That's exactly You're not how saying, I feel. I've had a good life. I've learned how to do it. And I'm going to tell my daughter how to do it. And that's the difference. And I mean, that's what I do, even as a manager of a lot of people here, is somebody will come to me with their resume and say, I'm looking forward to replacing so-and-so. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, this might make you crazy, but you're not replacing anybody. You're right. here is you. And Absolutely. they'll say, well, I want to know all the things that that person did. And I said, I probably won't tell you that because if they love what they did, they would still be here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just that's just what it's like. It's, it, I guess what we're talking about is the universal timeout. You know, yeah. there needs to be a universal timeout and just stop and go, what is driving me and why am I making the choices that I am? Well, I, why am I, I raising my child this way? And I, why I, am I doing things that I didn't like that my parents did to me? And I'm just repeating it. Hello, what's up? Yeah. No, I feel that when someone wants to be a carbon copy of someone else that comes out of, you know, um, a negative kind of desire, a, je a jealousy can kind of breed with that. Instead of, you know, I when I speak to children, I say to them, it's it's nice to want to be like someone, to want to have the qualities of someone, to be inspired by someone and what they do and what they say, as opposed to trying to be a carbon copy of someone. You never, you you're, you know, trying to be exactly like another person is is impossible and it will never happen. And so you have to learn how to be you and to be happy with the things that you're doing and to be happy for other people as well. I think if we teach our children to aspire to be like people and to be inspired by people as opposed to being just like someone else, um, we're teaching children also how to support and love other people for who they are instead of it being this competitive nature. I think when we want to go after a dream or we want to achieve it, you know, if we become tunnel visioned and we think that this is all about us and just for ourselves. But what we don't realize is that our gifts are God-given and they're meant to be shared. And they're meant to be shared for the greater good. And when we believe in other people and we support other people, we're so much stronger together. There's an energy in that. There's there's uplifting. There's power in um, supporting everyone, not just yourself. So I think it's really important to teach them about love and self-love. And so when we make our capes, um, I have the children envision for themselves who they are as superheroes. But then I ask them to write on their friend's cape a positive message. And so I'm teaching them how to share their love, how to share their gifts, how to support their friends, because not only are uh, each and every one of us our own unique superheroes, but our friends are as well. And we can't do this alone. We need each other. We need to support each other. We need to embrace everyone's gifts and superhero qualities. And 
I say what you say, you know. Sometimes we don't understand our friends. You know, one of your friends might be really loud and one of them might be quiet. So it's important for you to not not be negative in that way, to hold a space for your friend, um, which means that you're holding your heart open to them so that one day you can understand their superhero gifts and qualities. I think it's really important. I, I think there's people don't realize the power in a positive voice and what negative thoughts and what negative words actually do to people and the responsibility that comes along with, you know, being negative and not being kind and supportive to your friends. And I think it's really important to teach our children the power of positivity and the change that can come along when we're positive towards one another and we lift each other up. Oh, that is so, so real and and so, so true. I just... um it's so exciting, you know, that these changes are coming and why I'm kind of acting like I'm, <clears throat> I was just having a kind of thought of when you think about the essence of a human being, it's, it's spiritual and sexual, right? I mean, those are our, our, our two very strong components. And I wonder if um, I'm just planting a seed because uh, I have no idea, but just kind of future seeing. I wonder if the work you're doing will impact in any way some of the confusion with children of who they are sexually. I just wonder. So I'm just putting that out there for that awareness or that data to kind of reveal itself to you. Because if a child from day one is you are who you are and you are loved for whatever that is, do there need to be any external changes? I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I really don't know. And this isn't like a field that I have researched and I, I'm not judging it as okay or not okay. I'm just simply saying that are sometimes children saying, I don't really want to be a little girl. I want to be a boy. Or is it, I don't want to be stereotyped like the rest of you are all the time. What is that? And, and they're I still that, really young. They're still really, am I making sense at all? Because I'm like, whoa. I think whoa. you are. And I but think I'm, that there's a space for them to, there needs to be a space for them to figure that out. A, a safe space for them, an accepting space for, um, you know, navigating these feelings and emotions and Mm -hmm. being loved and embraced for whatever those feelings and emotions are. And it's not up to the person who's listening to it to, I don't think it's up to me to figure out for someone else how they identify. I think it's up to me as either, you know, if one of my children, um, you know, came to me with this conversation or one of my friends, it's just up to me to hold a safe space for them to navigate those emotions and figure that out with love and understanding. I can't figure that out for them. They have to figure that out. But we just need to be able to be open-minded and allow them to do that in a safe, safe space. I think that's what's most important. Absolutely. I was, um, we were having a a dinner conversation around this last night about, I remember as a young girl, saying to myself, I don't know that I ever said it out loud because they would have taken me and, you know, put me away. But I just remember saying something like, I really wish I was a boy. 
Mm. Um, because I didn't like what I saw with the lack of what could happen if you were a girl. It yeah. was a very limited window, you know, where I grew up. Yeah. I wasn't in New York. I was in a small old southern town. So <clears throat> I didn't really need to feel I wanted to become that all the time. But I was having these identification questions, too, because it seemed mm, like they had a better rap. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So anyway, yeah. um, that's a whole different next radio show that... Here's Temple Hayes and Jada Thatch, and we're going to talk about the, you know, the gender identification with children. But I just, I just wonder about that and how this kind of work will impact that. Because it is like what I feel this is still holding true for me right now. Uh, and I, and I may evolve to a whole different place and not feel this way one of these days. No matter what outside you change, it's still the inside you're going to live with. Mm. And that's what I said to a good friend of mine one time who told me that that she was, you know, changing genders. And I went, I'm with you all the way. I am with you all the way, whatever and however I can support you. But also remember that your insides stay the same unless you work on them. You know, so just make sure um, of that. So yeah. good for well, you. Good for you. What inspired, what inspires my daughter to be strong and powerful was the fact that she does have three brothers who treated her as an equal. You know, there mm -hmm. was no gender role in my house between boy and girl. They were just my children playing. And I think if we just look to people as people, you know, and, sh and, and there's an equal playing field, so to speak, you know, I agree with you. There still are limitations on women. You know, there are limitations on women as athletes. And, mm -hmm. you know, financially, you know, women don't turn around and say, I want to be, you know, a, a football player one day and, you know, have this amazing career and be a famous athlete and make millions of dollars. That's not a reality for a woman. And so there are expectations with that come with that. And there are limitations that come with that. And I think we need to, you know, make it a level playing field for everyone and just, People just need to be people and treat it as equal. I think, I you know, it's funny because when I read the books to little, when I read the books to a classroom, the little boys will say, hey, what about the boys too? And, and I say, I'm a mom of boys, you know, don't worry about it. And, you know, I say there's power in lifting each other up regardless of what gender we are, of just treating someone for who they are and what they bring to the table and what they want to be as opposed to putting labels on our children, you know. Let's just mm -hmm. see people for who they are. Ab absolutely. Um, how has this work changed you, Jenna? Oh, it's uh, in so many ways. In the past two years, it's 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 been a dream come true. You know, I, you know, just um, stepping into this world of writing and embracing that, and stepping into my dream and believing into my yes, and the power that comes with stepping into your dream and believing in that and um, the message and, and sharing my story with all of these children, with my daughter, doing this journey together has been life-changing. And every time we get to meet another group of children, it, Isla and I are so excited. And the fact that we get to do this work is, is, a, is a gift to us. And the fact that 
we get to elicit these conversations in young minds and get to, um, you know, start the conversation for themselves, to think for themselves and believe in themselves. It's, it's, I can't even describe it. It's, it's life changing and it's, sometimes we walk away and we're on such a high and we're like, well, you know, who really benefited from that? Was it the kids? Was it us? Because the energy and, and the love and the, and, you know, just being able to share it has been truly a dream come true. And we want to keep moving this forward and cape the world with kindness if we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I want you to come over and Andrea will set everything up, but I want you to come over and, and we could also have you do a real program here. And I want to meet Isla and I want you to meet Miracle. Oh, that's so wonderful. Isla is so excited. Last night we did a reading and there was actually a mom that came up and um, she said to Isla, you know, I have a little girl that's your age and you just inspired me to go back to school for my little girl. And I, I thought, I thought that wow. was so powerful. That's like, beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. Not only, you know, are we inspiring children, but we're inspiring adults too, because in adults we get, you know, they start to think about who they are and what experiences they had, you know, as children growing up and what they wished were different for themselves and how they could change that for the next generation. And um, it's it's really interesting. We'll have some parents come up to us and say, I wish I had this book when I was a little kid, you know. And so really, it's really for everyone. It's just a message of love and empowerment and let's change the world. It is. It's it's definitely um, a work that's for everyone, and that's the you know powerful part of it is we got to realize that it's together on the collective we can change this. Yeah. You know, one one moment at a time, one conversation at a time, and it's just it's so inspiring. Um, what is in the What is in the works for you? Are Are you doing another book? Is this are you going to make a movie? Well, right now, I mean, there's always something that's going on always, somewhere behind the scenes. <laughs> we are um, actually, we're on this Capes of Kindness tour right now. So for the next two months, um, Isla and I are going to um, lots of schools and um, we're going to the Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, a few centers for girls we're doing, and we're kind of, we're keeping Tampa with kindness, and we get to share this message, and beyond that, we hope to travel outside of Florida this summer and, you know, keep the tour going and see where it leads us, and you can follow us on Instagram, um, Jana Thatch, or you can follow me on Facebook, and you can see, you know, all the kids and and our message and what we're doing with everyone. It's It's truly inspiring. Oh, yeah. And and just one conversation can wake a whole lot of people up. For sure. I was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. Oh, I didn't know I could get in my car and actually go a new direction. Wow, imagine. What a yeah. concept. You know, it's we really want fun. all the children of the world to know that they are possible. And that really is how it's supposed to be and designed to be. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're... I'm just here to help navigate that, you know, you showing me for who you are, my children and, and the children that we're working with, you know, 
let's let's help our children navigate this world um, a little bit better with with kindness and love and and inspiration. And um, you know, a lot of times they teach us a lot of you know when we do this, it's really interesting that you know the conversations we'll have with children how they say you know oh um, I'm not always the popular kid and the kids don't always do this but I'm still amazing for who I am and so um, we love that and you you know you want to say but you don't and I wouldn't either <laughs> I want to say wait till you go to your 40 year high school reunion <laughs> and you'll be so happy that you're you trust me <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be so glad that you wasn't like the most popular person in that room. You'll be so glad because you, you, oh my gosh, oh my word. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation for a different time, isn't it? But, oh yeah, just the, the possibilities of, you know, it's like these children, they come in regardless of planned or unplanned or, you know, however it happens or, you know, with miracles showing up with me and claiming me as her own or whatever. It's like it, it has an awakening faculty within all of us. Uh, as each of your children have done to you in a different way, they awaken certain parts of us and they support us in remembering, you know, what it really is all about. Well, I'm just grateful that Isla has played such a part in your life, along with your other children, of course, but to have you on this and that she was willing to be brave as a little girl and show up as a superhero. Those of you that have been with us today, please take the time and share this message and share this website with others um, and follow on Facebook. And let's keep this conversation going. It's Jaina Thatch, J-A-I-N-A-T-H-A-T-C-H. JaneThatch.com. Join me anytime at Temple Hayes. Love to hear from you or FirstUnity.org. And ongoing classes about practical change, and that's illy.org. Thank all of you for being who you are. Jana, it's just beginning for us, that I feel. And no, I don't say that to every guest, but I just really want to get to know you better. And very grateful I've had this opportunity. This time has changed me. Thank you. Thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. Plus, Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. 